Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. We fall prostrate this morning, praying that you would convict, convince if need be convert, cause us to hear your word and, and make it applicable to our walk. We thank you for our church. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for working out your will. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on in. Hallelujah. Now, I want to encourage some of you because you must live by faith. Don't let the pandemonium of the world cause you to stumble. Jesus is in total control of everything. Can I get a witness? And listen, God works in mysterious ways, wonders to perform. Somebody prayed this morning that haven't prayed in 15 years. Some, somebody, somebody seeking his face that never thought about him. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, timidity, but of love, of power, and of a disciplined mind. Can I get a witness? And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, listen to this, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I didn't say for everything, in everything. When stuff comes up the pike, thank you, Jesus. You don't understand what God is doing. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. So we thank God again from whom all blessings flow. This morning we're in Numbers chapter 22, verse 5 and 6. Numbers chapter 22, one of the five books of the Pentateuch written by Moses. Uh, Numbers chapter 22. And uh, amen. Verse 5 and 6, I ain't had no Bibles. Ain't no disease on them Bibles. And the reason ain't no disease is because nobody ever pick them up. Look at this. But the fact of the matter is, Romans 22, in the name of Jesus, verse 5 and 6. Are you with me? All right. And, and the Bible says, uh, he sent messengers, therefore... Amen unto Balaam, the son of Peor, Amen, a Beor to Peor, Pethor, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out from Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth, and they abide over against me. Come now, therefore, I pray thee. Curse me, this people, for they are too mighty for me. Peradventure, uh, I shall prevent that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land for what that he, amen, whom thou blesses is blessed and whom thou curses is cursed. This morning... For just a few moments, we're going to preach around the subject, counsel from my carrier. Counsel 
from my carrier. Throughout scripture, God portrays parabolic, that means parable, parabolic pictures of ourselves. And uh, one such picture is the deceptive, defecting attempt of a prophet of God to prostitute his gift, amen, for his own self-benefits. Now, this is typically when we use ministry to church and religious talk to pull off our secret motives. Uh, this prophet called Balaam. Balaam was a prophet of God and was approached by King Balak of the Moabites who propositioned him to curse Israel, being that he was a seer priest. I'm going to deal with that because Balaam was a Gentile who believed in Yahweh. And what God did, God took Balaam and He was approached by Balak and he said, listen, these people are too powerful for me. Since you are a seer priest, curse the people. And uh, every time Balaam tried to curse God's people, God blessed them. Be careful that you are not trying to curse God's purposes. Because the Lord will deal with you or you manufacture a false motive for ministry. Do I have a witness? And, and, and so Balak, Balak, Balak came to Balaam, and Balak told Balaam, look, me and my friends, the Midianites, came to me and said, we got to do something about Israel because they cover the land. So Balaam knew that he couldn't curse Israel So what he did, he told Balak, no, if God doesn't curse them, then send your Moabite women to seduce the men of Israel, and then God will curse them for objectionable marriages. Do I have a witness? And, 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 And so when we look at this narrative, it's interesting, and, and please don't lose sight of what the scriptures say that uh, the word numbers in the Greek Septuagint, that's the Old Testament written in Greek, is arithmoi, where we get our word arithmetic from. It is a census of the fighting men of Israel tribe by tribe. It is them in the wilderness wandering towards Canaan. They left Sinai, they got the law, they got the commandments, they got the uh, 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 tables of commandments. Then they went to the southernmost border of Canaan, which is called Kadesh Barnea, where they were capsized. They turned upside down. Amen. They murmured. They, 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 they lost their faith. They were in unbelief. And in chapter 10, there was a murmuring. In chapter 12, Moses' own sister Miriam confronted Moses publicly and said, is God only speaking through you? He ain't, he, you know, he, he's not speaking through us. And God struck her with leprosy as he prayed and, 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 and uh, submitted himself to God. Then in chapter 16, Korah and the boys, 250 leaders of, Jeru- of, of Israel, 
God swallowed them up in the earth because they turned on Moses. Are y'all with me? And in chapter 17, 18, God calls uh, Caleb. He said, Caleb has an excellent spirit, him and Joshua. So God said, everybody 20 years and over is not going in a promised land. Now, because of your unbelief, because of your murmuring, I'm going to turn an 11-day trip into a 40-year trip. Amen. And God let them walk around in circles for 40 years till the old generation died off. And then a new generation, 20 years and under, went in with Caleb and Joshua to Canaan. Are y'all with me? And, 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 and so as we look at this narrative, it's, it's, it's a deep narrative. It's applicable to all of us that Balaam was a pre-seer who could bless or curse. Amen. And uh, Balaam sold his ministry, his services, for money. He reminds us of one of these prosperity preachers who will lie to you for your money. Do I have a witness? Yeah. Some of the ones y'all look at on TV are liars. They're falsifiers. Can I get a witness? I don't believe it was God's will for preachers to have jets and millions of dollars while the people in the pew suffer. I got a problem with that. You ain't got to say amen. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to say it. Amen. One, one of the things being a priest, a priest takes a message from the people to God and a prophet takes a message from God to the people. One of the laws of priesthood is you got to be able to relate to the people you represent. So if I hurt, you hurt. If you hurt, I'm hurting. I can't be way up here and you way down there. Do I have a witness? Uh, hey, come on now. Somebody got to say, man, that is in, in the name of Jesus that Balaam was a prophet that was deceitful had a darkened doctrine and rode in on a donkey. Now, I'm trying to clean this up. <laughs> Counsel from your carrier. <clears throat> the very thing that tends to carry us may be crying out to us for obedience to the Lord. And we can't hear it. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Let me tell you how tremendous God is. I tossed and turned all night with a decision to make prayed, I got up early, prayed, prayed, prayed. It wasn't until I got here that God totally clarified what he wanted me to do. I shared it with the elders, advisors, deacons, the leaders, and all of them said, Pastor, we're right on with you. In the multitude of counsel, there's wisdom and safety. My wife prayed with me before I left home. The fact of the matter is, sometimes God takes his time giving you counsel 
Just because you pray doesn't mean the council's coming. The council can come as you are on your way. Y'all ain't, ain't getting this. Go, go down to the pool and wash your eyes and you will come away seeing. Sometimes you got to, by faith, just keep going without the answer. You got to keep believing without the answer. You got to keep moving without the answer. And my God is a faithful God. He will meet you on the way. The as you are going is as you are doing the will of God. God is faithful. Isn't he faithful? He's faithful to let us lay down last night. He's faithful to get us up this morning. He's faithful to start us on our way. He's faithful. But what is it the Lord wants me to do? He wants me to brag him up. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? The Lord is my light, my efflorescence, my salvation, my deliverance. The Lord is my high tower so the floods don't hit me. The Lord, the Lord is my refuge my hiding place and my strength a present help in the time of trouble though the earth I feel like preaching now be removed though the mountains be cast back into the midst of the sea though the waters roar thereof there is a stream that shall make glad the city of God. In other words, in the midst of all your conflict, there is a supernatural calm. There is a peace in the midst of your problems. There is a, amen, there's a counsel in the midst of your confusion. But you got to listen to him. You got to hear what they'll say of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You can't be a know-it-all. You can't be obstinate. You got to submissively have your ears open. Lord, what are you saying to me? Lord, what do you want me to do? Can I get a witness? You, you, you got to listen for the Lord. And in this narrative, uh, I didn't always hear God the first time God spoke. It took God putting something in my way. It took God letting something happen that I didn't want it to happen. Do I have a witness? It took God touching somebody I love with all my heart. To get me to hear him. Do I have a witness? This thing is tight. You can ignore the spirit if you want to. The spirit can break through. Do I have a witness? And I guarantee you, this pandemic, this this pandemonium that's going on, God is speaking. From the White House to the outhouse. God is speaking. 
Everybody going to get religious now. Here, here, we, here we go, here we go, here we go. You know, pastor loves you. First, first, first thing we see is the, Lord have mercy, the deceptive, defecting ministry of this prophet, Balaam. Now, I've synopsized my first point. That is, Balaam was asked by Balak, and notice, let me, let, me, let me stop, pause, and park so we can make this applicable. When Satan cannot pull stuff off in a straight line, he uses somebody. To get to you that you view as a friend or family. Everything my kids say, everything my relatives say, I don't take it face value. I got a head from God. Can I get a witness? The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that Balak trying to help Midianites went to Balaam and said, look, I want you to prostitute your gift. Amen. In other words, put your gift up for making money, uh, give a service, and, and, and submit to seducing a people. We want you to curse God's people. Now, now just stop, Paul. Let that phone. We want you to curse God's people. And... Uh, there, there are preachers, pastors, and servants who are working hard, but they're cursing what belongs to God. I, right in the congregation, I got many congregations. I got many pastors here. I know who they are. You got seven, eight people that keep calling you for advice, and, uh, and you got a nerve to get on the phone and say, don't listen to pastor. Here's what you need to do. And I'm going to whack you when I, when I get to you. I'm going to whack you. I'm going to whack you. And, and, and see, because you don't know the scriptures. The Bible says, no, the Bible says, amen, mark them that cause divisions. The word mark means pull them out of the congregation and let them be seen as, amen, somebody who's against the Lord. And then order everybody stay away from them. They're heretic. That's what the word mark means. I've been doing this a long time. So what they do, they have a need to be appreciated, applause, and, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, you know, accepted. So they go get their little seven members of St. Matthews, ten, and they call them up every day. Hey, like you the pastor. Well, you better pay attention to numbers. Because uh, God struck down Miriam for contending with Moses, and he took 250 leaders and swallowed them up in the earth. Can I get a witness? One voice, one vision, one venue, one visibility. Can I get a witness? Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that we need to understand that uh, he was a defective, deceptive uh, leader, prophet, and uh, so Balak 
tried to solicit him to do this for money, a misuse of ministry, and, and Balaam, Balaam went on. But Balaam knew that him cursing Israel was not going to work because God had already blessed him. Now, let me say this to you. Can't nobody curse you when you saved? God has already blessed you. There's a hedge around you. The spirit is in you. Do I have a witness? Angels surround you. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Even when David committed adultery of Bathsheba, Nathan the prophet came to David and said, Now, now thou art the man, you messed up, da 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 da, and David said, I have sinned. And here's what Nathan told David But God hath put away your sin. That's enough to shout on already. I'm so God put I'm so glad God put away my sin. I'm so glad he took all my mess and put it under the blood. I'm so I'm so glad that God is faithful. Isn't he faithful? He's faithful to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. Pastor Gordon, I didn't ask you to watch everybody. I asked you to feed my flock. And as you're properly feeding, I will come behind and whack behinds. That's his job. You got to know what your job is. You got to know what his job is. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. We'll be out here in a minute. Praise the name of Jesus. He, uh, we see the deceitful, defective Balaam. 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 We're not going to gamble in here. We're not going to do bingo in here. We're not going to sell dinners in here. We, we, we ain't doing none of that. Can I get a witness? Yeah, we ain't going to soothsay in here. Ain't nobody reading no palms in here. In the name of Jesus. Ain't nobody asking you, what's your sign? Your sign is hell till you get saved and go to heaven. Can I get a witness? We, we ain't doing none of that despicable stuff that the Bible and the world, the world, the world, the world system is anti-Christ. The world system is anti There's a falling away from the faith, from the church. There's a falling away. It's, it's, it's a whole system going on. Here's why you ought not go to church. Here's why you ought not serve God. Here's why you ought not tithe your money. Here's why you ought not serve. Here's why you ought to complain. Here's why you ought to criticize. Here's why. Because God told you to do the opposite. Do I have a witness? That, that, is, that, that is, he is a deceptive. And, you know, you know, when deceptive people talk to me, let me tell you what pastor does. I watch everybody's eyes. The eyes is the gateway to your soul. And all I got to do is just keep my eyes on your eyes. It tells the whole story. Can I get a witness? When you start lying, your eyes shift. You saw a negotiator, didn't you? Your eyes start shifting. You know, it tells them my... Man, you still struggling with drugs? Nah, man, I'm, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. You're lying. Your eyes start shifting. Every, you know, 
Now, a good liar can lie and still look you in the eye. That's an habitual liar. So you know you're dealing with something then. You got to really pray. My mother used to ask me a question. I started lying. She said, you red lip liar? Bing, straight my son. She knew I was lying from Jump Street. When I invited that little girl in my house and she went home, she went to Pen Fruit to shop, huh, my dad, and I had a door key and I pulled the little girl from the neighborhood in the house. She said, oh, Miss Ruth ain't no I said, come on in, baby, come on in. Tried to drag upstairs, didn't work. And my dad always gassed his car before he shut it off. And I said, heard some go, and I ran, and ran downstairs and I'm breathing hard. My mother coming to the door and said, what's she doing in here? I said, I, I, I was giving her a glass of water. You red lip lie, boom, it smacked me. And she told her, go, go on home. I'm going to tell your mother. And, and, and uh, so, you know, in the name of Jesus, I came home and, and turned the E into a B by putting two loops on it. And, 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 and I thought the ink was the same. She smacked me upside my head. And, you know, now, now when do we lie? When we in trouble. Thank you, Mom. You can tell with somebody lying. Body language. In the name of Jesus. That, that is, how, how many of y'all been called a liar in your life? Come on, just raise your hand. This is therapeutic. Ain't nobody been called a liar? Well, you a liar. The f fact of the matter is, we've all lied. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The second thing we see about this, this prophet is we see the damaging doctrine of Balaam. Now, now, now pay close attention to the pastor. The reason we compare scripture with scripture is to get truth. God says more in Acts 7 about the historicity of Israel than he does the actual history. When Stephen is given a recount of Israel's history, Stephen tells us something in Acts that we don't hear in Exodus. That's interesting. He names the two magician, Jambes, you know, and, and, and natives ones that threw the snake down, threw two snakes down to Moses' one snake when he, when he turned to pole into a snake. Those names are not in Exodus, but they are in the New Testament. Meaning that as we compare Scripture with Scripture, so this matter of doctrine goes back to Revelation chapter 3. Listen, the church at Ephesus left this first love. They worked, they labored, but they left their first love. They left Jesus. They left the purity, the passion. Come on now. Amen. And the program of Jesus Christ. They left Jesus. He said, you left your first love. You didn't lose your first love. You left it. There's people in this church that have left Jesus. You can, you can cover for them all you want. They've left Jesus. But the fact of the matter is, to the church at Pergamos, the, yeah, the prefix per comes from an evil derivative. Pervert. Gamos, Pergamos, Gamos is marriage. This is an objectionable marriage. It is perverted. 
he tells the church at Pergamos, I am the one walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, the churches, seven churches. I am the one with the seven stars in my hand, the seven pastors. And you need to repent because you have become married to the world. You have an objectionable marriage. Pergamos, pervert. You're bringing things in my church that should not be there. Your edict is your tolerance. You got the tolerance or of the world and not the intolerance. Oh, I'm preaching now. Check out your tolerance and intolerance. That'll tell you your spiritual level. Do I have a witness? I was telling my one on TV the other night because I didn't want to look at uh, these politicians for the fifth time lying. So I went on TV and I, I hit on demand. And I'm a novice. I'm a, I'm a rookie at this stuff. I hit on demand. And my wife set it up. It says Raymond Sr., Raymond Jr., uh, Diane, Diamond, and Rachel. And even though they don't live with me, they can access our system. And, we, you know, we get charged, you know, whatever. So while I'm going through channels on the D-Man, it said premium channels. It said adult movies. Now, that is kryptonite to pastor. That's kryptonite. I got one amen. Thank you, brother. You suffer too, right? So that's kryptonite. So I said, all these women on there, I said, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I, I, I can't, this is not what a Christian ought to be on. So I kept, I kept, I went back to the demand. Da, da, da. And I'm, all I'm saying is everything that I am able now to stop doing and not do, in the past, I wasn't able to do it. I was enslaved to certain appetites. Oh, Lord. You know, you, you know what's funny when you make church folks see themselves. Can I get a witness? And, and I'm honest about this. So I switched to him. And I didn't know that the way demand is set up, Sister Gordon can go on demand each person and see what they don't watched. I don't want my wife going on Raymond Sr. and, you know, Daisy Does Dallas. You, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to see that stuff. Help me, Holy Ghost. It's tight, but it's right. So, so the fact of the matter is, this is, your, this, this is your last church service for two weeks, so let's, let's get it out and make it right. So, so the fact of the matter is, Lord have mercy. I make some of y'all feel uncomfortable, don't I? You know why? Because you're guilty. That's why you feel uncomfortable. You're, you're hiding something. Hiding something. Turn to your name and say, what are you hiding? That's it. Now look at this now. Watch this now. So uh, he, he says this, this, this is an objectionable marriage. And he calls in Revelation 3.12, he says, this is the way of Balaam. Now, let me give you the historicity behind this. In 33 AD, 
to 100 AD was the first century. That's Ephesus when they left their first love. But the church at Pergamos is when Constantine, the emperor of Rome, decided to marry the world to the church. And Jesus calls Rome the seat of Satan. It's where Satan dwells. Where they have taken the world and taken the church and married them. Lord have mercy. We can't beat them, let's join them. Are y'all with me? So Jesus comes along and says, I hate that doctrine. There's a line of demarcation from the world into Christ. And everybody may not be living it, and that doesn't mean they're not saved, but you need to know you don't need to be married to the world. Everything the world says, you following. Do I have a witness? That, that is, child of God, he's dealing with this church at Pergamos, and he says they exercise the doctrine, I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, where, listen, where the leadership and the lay are separated. So the priests have privileges the lay people don't have. Oh, Lord have mercy. Ah, thank God we got portable communion kits. Because they drink out of the same cup. Now, I turned on a program this morning with Catholics. They, they didn't pass the cup this morning. They... I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, you may have drinking wine after your boy and, you know, something else, but praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell Green, I say, Green, will you open my water? And Green is faithful. He opens my water, but sometimes he put his hand on my car. No, no, move your hand, move your hand. Move your hand. Especially your right hand. Move it. I don't know what that is. That, that is. In the name of Jesus. So wash your hands religiously now. Amen? And, 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 and so the prophet, Jesus tells the church at Pergamos, you have an objectionable marriage to the world. You're following the world and not the word. You're following the wisdom of the world, not the word. You want to be like all them folk going to hell and not like folk going to heaven. You're, you're, you're getting married uh, to the world. And the reason you can't be married to the world because you lighten the world's darkness. If I marry a girl and she's not saved, amen, we are in the same house in the same bed, light and darkness. They can't coexist. Do I have a witness? You cannot be unequally yoked. Isn't that right? That, that is, he's dealing, he calls this objectionable marriage to the world the way of Balaam. Hmm. Prostitute prophet. One who wants to curse the people of God, not bless them. One who wants to suggest, let the world seduce them, and then God will curse them. Objectionable marriages. 
you know, years ago, people thought I was too hard. I said, you ain't getting married in this church unless you say. Well, how can you say that? Because God is love. And if you don't know God, you don't know love. Do I have a witness? Hallelujah. Don't bring no Jezebel up in here or some or some Jezebel up in here. That ain't working for us, Doc. My first question in marriage counseling, Leroy, was, are you saved? Amen. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you're going to get counseled. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. He said, well, I can go to City Hall. Well, go with well, City Hall going to hell. Go, go to City Hall. We're trying to save your soul. Can I get a witness? And then we got to learn how to love. Nobody knows how to love. Love is the first fruit of the Spirit. And when you get married, you got to fully accept the person and all their hang-ups. That's the ah. That's coming down the ah. I accept them. Then you got to make adjustments. And it takes a long time to make them adjustments. It's not your daddy. It's not your mommy. It's a new person with a different history. Do I have a witness? They told me, uh, uh, Gordon, just be, be encouraged. The first five years, the toughest years, and... I got to the fifth year, and they said the first 10 years is the toughest years, and then they said the first 15 years are the toughest years, and I just said, I'm going to hell. This is, this is crazy. You got to adjust. You got to study your wives. You got to study your husbands. You ain't married to that old boyfriend. You ain't married to that old girlfriend. You got to make adjustments, and then you got to abide with them till death do you part. I ain't get no amen from the congregation. I can hear some of y'all, oh, he out of here. But it, it, he's talking about an objectionable marriage. The defaulted doctrine of Balaam. And John wrote, listening to Jesus' revelation, and Jesus said, I hate that doctrine. It's a doctrine of Balaam. So the deceptiveness of ba Balaam is Numbers 22. The doctrine of Balaam is Revelation 3. Per Pergamos. Pergamos. There's nothing in the world I want. Nothing. Been there, done that. And the Lord was faithful to move the desire. I don't need to go to no parties on Friday. I don't need to go to no cabarets. I don't need to fornicate. I don't need to rerun it through the world. The Lord came in and he did that. And I praise him for it. Doesn't make me perfect, but God transforms us, doesn't he? Doesn't, doesn't he transform us? Things I used to do, I don't want to do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't want to go anymore. And can, can I get a witness? The final episode of this deceptive dark doctrine prophet is we see him on a dumb donkey riding the donkey Car counsel from the carrier now years ago I preached listen to your jackass
He's riding on a donkey. The donkey is a sign of submission. Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey, not a white horse, to present himself to Israel. They rejected him. He's coming back on a white horse. Here's the prophet on a donkey. And the donkey first turns out of the way and crushes his leg between the wall. And Balaam took his stick and hit the donkey. And the donkey turned around and said, why are you hitting me? Now, when your donkey starts talking, you, you need to pay close attention, Doc. You know what God can do? God can make something unnatural become natural. God can have something speak to you that shouldn't speak. I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. Can I get a witness? That, that is, this dumb donkey turned around and said, Why are you hitting me? But you don't know your guidance. <laughs> I'm giving you guidance. I'm showing you grace. I'm showing you gratitude. Because you don't know what's waiting for you further up in the road. The donkey turned. The donkey talked. Mm. The donkey tossed. Jesus Christ, pre-incarnate, was in the middle of the room with a flaming sword ready to kill the prophet. There's something that God allows by his grace to get your attention and to stop you so God won't have to kill you. This thing is tight. This thing is tight. So, so, so as the prophet goes along, the prophet goes along, the prophet is humbled and he's hurt and he needs healing because it was the donkey, the jackass, the carrier that gave him counsel. You got a carrier. Something you riding on is going to turn back and start speaking to you. The very thing you're doing is going to scream at you. God ain't mocked. The secrets that we have, the strategies we have that are worldly, God going to expose them. Let the carrier give you counsel. Lord have mercy. In the name of Jesus. When I came out of military in 1974, I did seven years. I, w I want you to listen to this. I had my duffel bag and all my, all my stuff down in my basement. I had my own house on my GI Bill. I was working for the government. And one day I went downstairs to clean out my boxes, and I found my little black book, my little telephone book. Now, mind you, I had become saved. Mind you, probably in 1976, I had become saved, so forth and so on. And this girl I used to date from Macon, Georgia, her name was uh, uh, Paulette. I saw her number. I said, ah, let me give her a call. This is a true story. And in my house, I picked up the phone, 
And I, I dialed the number, and, the, and it started ringing. And somebody said, hello. And I said, oh, my God. This was years later. I said, it's Paula. And hold on. And she got on the phone. I said, this is ringing. She said, oh. She started screaming. I said, listen, I, I got something to tell you. I said, I'm saved. She said, praise God, so am I. I said, look at Jesus. I said, look at Jesus. Now, now wait a minute. That girl cursed like a sailor on the college campus. I said, look at Jesus. You know God is supernatural. You know God can work things in and out you and I don't even understand. You know people you went to school with you'll see in heaven. You know other people you pray with are going to hell. Do I have a witness? Do you, you know every time God gives us the confidence to praise his name, it's because God is a great God. Any great? He can do far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Hey, get counsel from your carrier. Lord, you've been carrying me all my life. Lord, you've been giving me counsel all my life. Lord, you've been meeting me in my bedroom all my life. Lord, you let me know what you want me to do all my life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Not what Facebook says, not what your friends say, not what your relatives say. Let him hear what the Spirit And James tells us that the peace of God, which comes from above, is first pure, then peaceable, then easy to be entreated. It's full of mercies. Do I have a witness? Get counsel from your carrier. Listen to the voice of that which should not have a voice, <sighs> that which should not be able to talk. Listen to your circumstances. Listen to your situation. God is in it all. Even this pandemic, this the virus, God is in control of this thing. Now, atheists become religious. Muslims go back to Baptist churches. Do I have a witness? Yeah. All God got to do is let something break out, and we will seek his face. Won't we do it, saints? Won't we pray longer and harder? Won't we give him some praise? Won't we show gratitude and thanking? Do I have a witness? Won't we come away saying, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Let's stand on our feet. As every here is bow your eyes closed, if you're here and you need to be saved. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God, God the Son. He died for your sins, was buried, rose again with all power in his hand, that if thou shalt com uh, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you want to be saved this morning, just raise your hand. We'd love to have you. 
just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to know I'm saved. Or perhaps you want to join the church in the Christian experience. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? You may be seated. Reach down, grab the baskets as we go into our communion. Do not take communion if you're not saved. You'll be eating and drinking more damnation to your soul. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive